Hello, hello, hello again, and welcome back to another episode of What Should I Do Next, a podcast that addresses situational and physical life challenges that impact our overall well-being, interpersonal relationships, and life goals. The podcast is designed to identify and discuss, share and empower, and improve all of our outcomes, and of course, have fun. I am your host, Lolita, nurse practitioner, behavioral health specialist, and I, I, I love doing this, you know, on a personal note. Um, I just love being able to share and empower people. And so many times, and this is a sidebar here, when people hear that I'm doing a podcast, they automatically sometimes assume that it's related to healthcare because that's what I do as a profession. But I'm more into the social, um, I guess, social interpersonal things that just causes us to be who we are and engage how we do with each other, which is why I look at it from our overall well-being, interpersonal relationships, and that, of course, all of those things impact our goals to some degree. And as I was thinking about that, there was a topic I've always wanted to really touch base on, and that was just relationships. And it's common to all cultures, race, whatever ethnicity you are, whatever socioeconomic class you come from, there is the need for an individual to feel love or that sense of connection with another individual. Love, that intense feeling of in or interest toward another individual. And it's not like parent to child or our family members or our BFFs. It's a little bit deeper. It's that affection towards someone else. And it's characterized by that intimacy, that passion, that commitment. Um, you know, and, and here's why I might use a little language in healthcare. That sign and symptom, signs and symptoms include that caring, that closeness, that protectiveness, that affection, attraction, attachment, and of course, communication, because you, it would be hard to be in a relationship if you couldn't communicate, right? And of course, all that's influenced by, you know, love or relationships are influenced by your past experience, whether it be a healthy experience or whether it be an unhealthy experience. Unfortunately, everyone doesn't come from a healthy relationship, you know, so that experience may be a little bit um, different. It may be harder or a greater challenge for them within the context of a relationship. So, you know, it, you have to think about gender differences, too. Um, and again, this is not all like, oh, my God, scripted. But when I talk to different individuals and I do some research, it, it, the way women approach relationships or love, let's talk about that, love, um, is a little bit different. So women, they're drawn into this thing called love both mentally and emotionally. Some women say, if you have my mind, you have me. They're drawn by that. Now, don't get me wrong. They're attracted to the physique or the, or the outer appearance. But boy, if you can get into a woman's mind and talk to her, she will begin to drop her guard. She'll begin to show you who she really is. And you'll see her in that light, and she will see you, and she'll be like, oh, my God, he listens to me, so on and so forth. Men, on the other hand, not all, they're attracted more to the external first. And then when they begin to talk to you, they become more enticed or drawn to you by way of your dialogue and things like that. So, you know, women and men are drawn for different reasons. Um, 
And that's the truth. So, so let me even break it down to a developmental perspective. During adolescence, girls look to be in relationship with boys. That's a normal thing during the adolescent years. And of course, that adolescent range is different based on maturation or maturity. But girls want to be in relationship with boys because they they need that connection. They want somebody who's empathetic because remember, adolescents are becoming polarized to their from their parents. So that girl wants that boy who's gonna be like, I can't stand my parents. And he's listening. He's saying because I get it. A girl wants a, a girl wants a, a boy who has who's her friend. You know, some of the best relationships and the strongest one is and the ones who have lasted throughout time as the ones we were quote unquote friends for a long time. You've heard that before, whether they were, co- uh, you know, they were school age friends, college friends, you name it. That word friend is highlighted in a very strong relationship. Um, and girls want boys who are good listeners. Okay, that's adolescent boys. They have adolescent boys. They have an interest. Okay, they're a little bit scary about it. And, and they want to see girls in the context of the social group. So a lot of their things are done socially. Um, but they're also influenced by the social group. So if the boys they're around are saying, listen, you, you like that girl over there? Isn't she pretty? Go be with her. So sometimes they just want that attraction, that external thing. And they, they might want it for a different reason. So kind of to kind of summarize it all, the girl wants you because she wants you to be her friend and she wants to just ah, be in awe with you. The boy might want you because his friends is saying, listen, even though he may not even be ready, he, his friend may be saying, you need to go be with that and be with that in the physical context. So, so there's developmental things. That's why, unfortunately, girls, young girls, they get in some bad situations because that's not what they were looking for. And I'm not going to stay here, but that's not what they were looking for. They were just looking for a good friend. And it turned out to be something unintended, if you know what I mean. So again, that's dependent on the maturity, of course. Fast forwarding back to women. Um, Again, you have my mind, you have my heart. Um, Men say, you know, you're attractive. And by the way, you're also smart. So, <laughs> however, relationships evolve over time, right? You know, it, they just evolve. And, you know, circumstances can impact or test the very core of a relationship. So this episode is titled, What Should You Do Next When the Relationship is Put to the Test? Wow. Wow. That's uh, pretty interesting stuff there. And when you say put to the test... There, it can be categorized, right? So there's some physical things that can put your relationship to the test. Obviously, aging. You know, the longer you're in a relationship, the more chronological age that comes. Or there are things that happen. For women, it's menopause. So when, when women go into menopause, they may feel so insecure and so uh, just like less attractive so it, it, it impacts their relationships, you know, how they approach. But they become more insecure about certain things, etc. Men, ED, erectile dysfunction, you know, which is why you see so many commercials about both scenarios, right? But that's a physical thing that can put your relationship to the very test because a man may go do something, and a woman, don't get me wrong, to feel more attractive, so they find themselves in high-risk behavior with other things because that physical change is making me feel, I need to feel 
that I'm still attractive, that I still got it, you know. Libido changes, again, which are reflective of those things I just spoke of. Medical diagnosis, whether they become new onset or chronic. So if you have, I'm, I'm going to start slow and slow, like hypertension. People are on hypertensive meds. Those meds can affect your libido. Hello. Um, so that's something. And that's actually, if you looked at the side of the symptoms, it'll talk about that. Um, if someone has now any kind of disfigurement, that's going to affect it too. Um, if you're so sick or you're now on oxygen, it affects a lot. So those things can put your relationship to the test. And then if you come out of physical, and there's some other physical things, but mostly it's mostly physiologic aging, libido changing, and the medical diagnosis, whether acute, chronic, you know, yes, definitely. And then there's interpersonal things, you know. If you've been in a relationship and there has been bouts of infidelity, well, that's going to put your relationship to the test because whereas you will forgive, you're not going to forget. And if it's serial or if it happens again, that's going to put your relationship to the test because there's a trust issue. And you can't help but reflect on that as the person leaves the house or they're not picking up the phone at the right time. Listen, these are all true facts I'm talking about. Um, any of that can, can impact. It can put your relationship to the test. Personal struggles. Now, here is where it's real. People don't talk about this, but it's true. They only talk about it within families. A personal struggle is someone who suffers with pornography. Some people <laughs> like to continually watch pornography. And though it's either only known to that person or that person they're in a relationship knows it too, it impacts it because it then makes one of the partners feel, this is the only thing you do or this is the only way I'm attractive if you're watching this too. Oh, listen, listen, it's time to pull the covers off. It's time to pull the covers off. You know, podcasts can be podcasts, but sometimes you got to just tell the truth. You have to shine the light in the dark place. so The darkness cannot hide biblical scripture, by the way. So, yes, or the, some other unknown demons, right? How many times have you heard that some there was someone in a relationship and you, the the wife found out that the husband was gay. All of this time, we've been married all this time. Don't you think that's going to put something to the test? And listen, we've seen that in political arenas all the time. You've heard it someplace else. Or unfortunately, when it's, it's a, a personal demon where you're dealing with, oh, God forbid, you're messing with teenagers or children. Oh, God, I don't even want to talk like that because I, I deal with that kind of stuff, so I don't want to talk like that. But those are personal demons that will put a relationship to the test. Ah, let me stay there for a second. <laughs> that, that personal struggle is truly a struggle. And when it's exposed... The, the relationship, well, I'll come back to that, but let me just say this. That relationship is really being put to the test, and as opposed to keeping it under cover, 
it should be in a place where someone can get help. And I'll leave it at that. Other things, like other um, life-changing events that can do this. Empty nesters. So once all your kids are gone, you look at each other and you'll be like, oh, really? Oh, because now we don't have to worry about taking care of the kids and I don't have to think, oh, really? Oh, okay, you go in your corner and I'll go in mine and have a good day. So yeah, that puts a relationship to the test. Work. Now work, you're someplace eight hours in a given day or more. You find new connections and evolving attractions and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, that'll put your relationship to the test because you're working with Jack or Jane all day long, and Jane is starting to look pretty good, and, and Jack is starting. So that, again, puts a relationship to the test. And Jack and or whomever in that work environment, there's a little flirting going on. I wouldn't advise any of that. But it happens. It happens. It happens. Uh, I was <laughs> along that same line. I was talking to my daughter one day, and I said, "So how's work?" She goes, "Which part? The part where everybody's sleeping with each other?" I'm like, oh, "Never mind. Let's just move on." So yeah, it happens, and people are consenting to it, and it puts a, 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 a relationship to the test. Let me just say that work demand. So again, outside of not having new connections at work, but I'm working so much. I'm too tired. I'm stressed out. Don't you know I'm work? Don't you see this? I'm too tired. Leave me alone. That puts a relationship to the test. Okay. Military separation. Oh boy. Oh boy. Because when you are married to a military personnel they have to go when they have to go and believe me that'll put a relationship to the test um you know personality changes so over time we evolve and our tolerance is not there like it used to be and so we get to a point where we just listen you're on my last nerve you know that kind of thing so yeah that puts relationships to the test narcissist those who are only thinking about themselves you know i wonder if any listener has ever felt that the focus of the relationship seems to be on that person that one-sided thing it's just one-sided why is it so one-sided why is it always about you and then when i try to communicate then i'm left to feel like oh never mind i think i had spoken about that before in toxic relationships but they exist so all of this puts relationships to the test so what should you do next i'm reminded i'm reminded of a bible verse i love a bible verse bible verses are good because they're always applicable and it's in first corinthians in 13 but i think i'm going to read a little bit of it if i speak in the tongues of men or angels but do not have love i'm only a resounding going on or a clanging symbol. If I have the gift of prophecy, that means you can do all things right. You know, prophecy means you can just kind of give someone divine direction. But let's say in the natural, if you can write, you can see the you have the best skill set, okay, and can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge, that means you're real educated. And if I have faith that can move mountains, that means, okay, we can get this done, people. But do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give all my possessions to the poor, 
and give over my body to the hardships that I may boast. But do not have love, I gain nothing. And here is the crux. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. That means when you're put to the, when your relationship put to the test, if you love me, you're not going to sit there and cuss me out. Okay? If you love me, you're not going to sit there and beat on me. Okay? If you love me, you are not going to just leave me when my physical status has changed. Okay? I'm, I'm coming back there. All right. It is not proud, narcissist. <laughs> it does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's all about me. It's not easily angered. You know what? Because I love you, I'm just going to try to talk to you about this one. It keeps no record of wrongs. Okay, so here's why I always say, I'm going to table that. I'm going to put stuff on the shelf, and you bring it out when you guys start arguing. I remember when you, really? Really? Just keep this in mind. <laughs> keep that in mind. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. Wow. Hmm. That's interesting. Let me just drop down to the 13th. And now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. <sighs> I love that. So what do you do next? When love is being put to the test, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to refer you back to 1 Corinthians 13. Read that and find yourself in it. That's kind of the best, best statement of the what should you do next. <laughs> Reflect on what love really is. It's patient. It's kind. It's not angered. It don't shelve everything. Listen, we're human. We're human. And this thing called blood and skin, <laughs> it hurts. So, yeah, you, you hit me, I'm going to hurt. If you, if you emotionally abuse me, I'm going to hurt. And if you loved me, you wouldn't even do those things. Okay. I'm just saying. But when love is put to the test, what you do next, again, A, reflect back on that. But you also, and I, I love to go into something uh, that someone told me a long, well, she didn't tell me a long time ago. She tells me all the time. Reflect on the good. What brought you guys together? When you were put to the test, reflect on the good. So, for example, let's just take physical. If my outer appearance has changed, will you not reflect on the memory we had when we laughed well, we, can we not talk about when we walked together, the struggles we had and we came out on the other side? When my libido has changed, can you just now love me with my mind and flirt with me just a little to make me feel better? Wow. When I have a medical condition, will you just love me enough to help me and empower me and share in the journey with me? Hmm. Interesting. If you love me when there's a personal struggle, do you have enough fortitude to say, I have a problem? I've come to realize in my life 
the best way I've ever gotten help is to cry loud. I've got a problem. Because I realize when that problem, what they call festers, and I don't tell anybody, it's going to find a way to show itself in some form or fashion. You don't want that to display itself in a negative light. So when you have the struggle and it's putting your love to the test, talk about it. And if a person loves you, they won't judge you. They'll take you by the hand and they'll help you. Empty nesters, been there, done that. I I can only say, find new interests together. When that is your test, find new interests. Go do something fun together. Find new ways to just enjoy. You know? Laugh a little bit more. (laughs) And, And... I'm going to just kind of connect that with when your personality changes as an empty nester. Be a little bit more tolerant because then we say love is patient. Be patient. Everything's not about you. How about that? It's about us. And we're still building. You know, someone told me, I'm young enough, I'm old enough to have a past and I'm young enough to still have a future. Thanks, Mom. So, tap into your new future. That's pretty good, huh? Insecurity, man. Every, everyone has some sense of insecurity, but you have to build up your inner strength, too. Because remember I said that a relationship brings in, is influenced by past experience or even present stuff? If you're so insecure, because let's say go back to, you know, the repeated bouts of infidelity, Listen, find a new way to go out on a limb, have a little bit more trust, come out of that dark cloak, out of that coffin, and go forward. And go forward. Now, let me just pause here. If someone's beating you, if someone's emotionally hurting you, get out. That's in the discussion. Get out. Especially if they don't want to get help. Because <laughs> we just say it. Love has no ill will, right? You know? But you also have to say something, too. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about two people who's saying, I love you, you love me, and but we are in a test right now. We're not talking about physical abuse. And if you feel like you've been physically abused, seek help. Emotional abuse is just as bad because it rips your self-esteem to the very core, to there's nothing left but a puddle of you. And you really have to understand that's when therapeutic intervention is important. So we're not talking about those two instances. But if you find yourself in that where you are being tested, then you know what you need to do. What you would do next is you go get some help because you need help, period, end of discussion. But for those who are still holding on, even by a shred. And you feel like, I'm just checking boxes now. We are intimate. I need to check this box and I keep moving. I don't even like it anymore. I have to tell you, this is the conversation that takes place. So what do you do next? You find new ways to be intimate. You find new ways to, to, to enjoy one another. 
you know. Because when you look out there now, it, wh what? What? You know, I, this is not like, um, this is not like uh, therapy counseling. This is just saying, what do you do next when your love is being put to the test and you find yourself in a place where some of those things which we talked about exist and you want to hold on and you want to hold on? Then this is what you do next. You reflect. You find new interest. You discuss. Now, some people say go to therapy. Absolutely, if that's what it takes. If that's what it takes. So that you can tease out and massage out what the things are that's really testing you both and causing, here's the end result, unhappiness. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. We all going back, have a need to feel love and connectedness. And for the most part, we've had that. But there's something called healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships, right? I'm focusing on trying to maintain a healthy relationship that is being put to the test. Understanding that a woman just wants to feel love. She wants a partner. She, wa she wants to be able to talk to you. She just, she wants to feel good. The man, he wants attraction. And then he wants a woman who has strength and understanding and supportiveness and knowing his cues like, this is not what I want to talk, so leave me alone. Okay, fair. So can we talk later then? See, that's love. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do next? What do you do next? We've already said it. But find yourself in a healthy relationship. No longer checking boxes because it's about one person. Because a relationship involves two people. Understanding that every day, because of these scenarios, especially the stresses of life, I have to go back to that over and over again. Relationships are being put to the test and people are looking around corners and looking down alleys and looking in other venues, i.e. work, to find a new level of connectedness. But sometimes, that, sometimes that's not the answer. The answer is to, to realize this is a test. And the same way you would sit down and take a test, whether it be for work, for college, or, and you say, I'm going to pass this test, is the same way you should say, what I'm going to do next is study what's going on here, review it so that it doesn't happen again, and pass it so I can go on to the next level. This is What Should I Do Next? I have been Lolita. Be blessed. Ciao.